Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who I would say lived a childhood dream over the weekend, but it's more of a it's more of a man dream. Derek Halpin. I'm a lucky man. Uh, over this past weekend, I got to go into a VIP executive penthouse suite to watch the Blackhawks play their last preseason game. And after the game was over, they let me go into the locker room and take some pictures. Did you steal anything? I thought about it. <laughs> on the <laughs> like, I tried to convince my girlfriend to steal some of the uh, the stick tape that they had in there. Like the whole time you're like your uncle Frank in home alone, like put it in your purse, put it in your purse. It was, it wasn't even so much like that, but when we were leaving on the door, there was some black tape sitting there, like on top of like where the, the push thing is for like the door handle and nobody was around. And I was like, I, I looked at her. I was like, take it, come on, they, take it. You know, you want to, if they turned around and you're just holding like six jerseys in each arm. I was like, I thought yeah. these were complimentary. Yeah, that maybe it's a test. Maybe they hang those up to see who has the balls to take them, and I failed the test. So if you took them, you might actually be playing for the Blackhawks right now. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'd be uh, I'd be very heavy in jerseys. Have you ever been on ice skates? Uh, no, I have not. I don't know how to skate. I know I I barely know how to roller skate. Ice skating sucks, and by it sucks, I mean I'm not good at it. That's why it sucks for me. You know what else we're not good at? Hitting our goddamn music. Actually, we are pretty good at that. We've done that consistently every episode, so that may be one of the few things we are good at. Yeah, but I feel like once it gets to the point where we're talking about how good we are at ice skating, it is a time to hit the music, so you, you had the right idea. We went way off track there. Oh, it was too far. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. And uh, right at the top of the show, let's get some of this out of the way. If you want to follow us on the social medias where we're doing all the fun things, predetermined what is it? Predetermined podcast on Instagram at wrestle hangout on Twitter at wrestle hangout on Facebook. And also be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Let us know you left it and you can tell us to watch whatever the hell you want us to watch. Yep. Leave us a review. I promise. I promise you. We don't talk about hockey at the top of every episode. I mean, hockey season is starting, so it eh, is. It no. starts tonight. In fact, if you're listening to this episode, it started last night. If you're listening to this episode months later, I'm sorry. This is not a timely episode. <laughs> this is this has been weird because last week we recorded on we normally record on Tuesdays. Last week we recorded on Monday. Tonight we're recording on uh, we're actually recording Wednesday. So this is basically going to be completed and released straight to your ears. Yep, this will be available within a few hours after we we finish recording it. So, well, yeah. we did get a uh, review this week. Should we should we go ahead and uh, just kick it off with this match? Yeah, I guess so. Let's let's do it. So we got a, a review from Andrew Hedron, which I found out. Do you remember Nukahala in Carbondale, the Chinese uh, restaurant that was basically my kitchen? 
I don't remember this. This was your experience, not mine. I ate there nearly every day. Andrew works there. Love that place. Andrew, you keep up the good work. Andrew, thanks for the match. Watch that today on my lunch break. Hey, me too. Well, what were you eating when you uh, watched this? I was having orange chicken, funny enough. Fuck yeah. And, yeah, orange chicken and uh, what? Some, some fucking... I think I had what what you're gonna have to edit this later. <laughs> People need to know. What whatever. I had some orange I had some potato wedges and some orange chicken. Well what else we got was something that I had de- <laughs> Definitely fo- never. Seen fo- we're focusing on the details that these people don't care about. But anyways, <laughs> let's get into the details that Andrew asked for. He wanted us to watch uh, Takata versus Super Vader from UWFI from uh, let's see, December fifth, nineteen ninety three. I knew nothing about UWFI going in. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you anything now, honestly. Oh well, I looked it up, so I can. Oh. So you. it is the Union of Wrestling Forces International. Nice. Great name. Real catchy. Rolls off the tongue. Are they still uh, around? They lasted from 1991 to 1996. So half a decade. This was a very short-lived promotion in Japan that kind of, I guess, was, you know, led into MMA a little bit. Uh, this was shoot-style wrestling. Yeah, this match was stiff as hell. Um, like you said about, <laughs> I got a message from you saying about Takata. You said he looked like a uh, a generic wrestler <laughs> from WCW versus the World, which is a very accurate way of describing how he looked. Well, yeah, he just. I feel like in uh, WCW versus the World, it was just guy in normal color tights. That's it. Yeah. If for for those who don't know, WCW versus the World was a PlayStation One game that had like five or six notable WCW people, and then a roster full of just generic named whoever's. And like, wasn't there like a fake Jushin Thunder Liger? Like, you could play as almost Japanese wrestlers, but not quite. I think that's one of the luxuries you have anytime on a wrestling video game where you have like a luchador or somebody wearing a mask is that you can make it slightly different, and people get who you're talking about. You get the experience of playing as Jushin Thunder Liger. Right. But this match, uh, how long was it? It was like probably 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, it was about 20 minutes. And it was... So I had not read anything about this promotion before I started watching it. And then when... I mean, almost immediately, Vader, which he's going by uh, Super Vader. Yes. Over at you. Oh, but also, I got to start at the beginning of this. So before it starts, you know, in Japan, you always hear the the girl high pitch voice screaming the names of the wrestlers. Yes, this is this is a sensitive subject for some people. A sensitive subject? Yeah, there's a lot of like 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 people like you and I have talked about it before. It's a very distinct aspect of watching a, like a match from Japan, and it's not something you hear in the states, obviously. And I guess some people like on the on the, on the interwebs, as I've been known to say. Get a little sensitive when people laugh about that. I love it. I mean, I can still laugh about it and enjoy that it's a thing. You're racist. That's what that means. Oh, man. That's what the internet says. So I'm not, I don't know. I like when, I like hearing a high-pitched voice shout Tana. Tanahashi? Yeah, like that. Do I have to edit that out? No, I don't think so. See, that's the thing. I don't know. 
I, but I think we're coming from a place of love. I enjoy that it happens. Yeah, it, I don't want it to go away. But but the beginning of this match, that is happening, but it's so scattered, and the room's kind of quiet. <laughs> but with this happening, it sounds like the like ground zero of a terrorist incident. Yeah. It's just a lot of screams from all over the room. Kind of a weird vibe in this room. The second the bell rings, Vader is slapping the absolute shit out of Takata. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. I don't know if you've heard stories about him. Supposedly, the guy behind <laughs> behind Big Van Vader is a softy. He's a nice guy. His feelings are easily damaged. And to see him work this stiff, I mean, I'd never seen this for, from Vader before. But wasn't he known as a pretty stiff wrestler? Like, I thought yeah, I'd always I always heard stuff with, but, like, Cactus Jack and just how he was getting the shit beat out of him by Vader. I mean, may he rest in peace. He just passed away recently, so this was kind of an appropriate match to review. I didn't see a ton of Vader stuff. And what I did see, I definitely didn't see him open palm, smacking a dude in the face repeatedly while having him in a headlock. Oh, while he was doing all of this, because, I mean, the slapping goes on forever. Takata is really taking just some slaps and not going into this, not knowing that it was a shoot style wrestling. It's weird. Just I'm like, Jesus, he's really just, he's slapping him. He's really just, just going for that for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I it was definitely not what I expected out of this match. You, I mean, you kind of gave me the heads up that it was going to be, <laughs> it was going to be from a promotion. I didn't know anything about. So, I mean, I didn't know what I expected, but at one yeah. point, I was begging Takata to just roll out of the goddamn ring. I'm like, Powder, man, there's no there's no shame in it. Just get out. The question is, do you think Vader was capable of just dumping this guy straight on his head since that's a thing? I mean, so the size difference, he absolutely could have. It's funny when um, like we get like American wrestlers and we send them over to Japan and they just kind of get to go over there and just be like monsters, or in this case, just like out of shape monsters. <laughs> Well, at this time, I believe he was the WCW champ. Was he really? Yeah, when I was looking at this. And uh, this promotion only had three champions. In, in the, the five years? In five years. And uh, Takata held the championship for 696 days. Wow. And then uh, Vader held record, it. Brock. V Vader held it for 245 days. God damn. So and then Takata, the, then Takata like the got it major, back. Majority of the promotion's life. Yeah, I think this. What did this last about the same amount of time that WWE had their version of ECW? Yes, and uh, <laughs> I've seen just as many matches from both of them now. Yes. <laughs> I was looking through to see if there were uh, any wrestlers out of this that we recognized, and I know there, like Norman Smiley, wrestled here. <laughs> Norman freaking Smiley. Isn't he a trainer at the Performance Center now? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that him and Bob Backlund and Iron Sheik didn't go get the, the shit slapped out of him <laughs> down in Japan. It's initiation, man. It's what you do over there. Were you surprised at the finish? Yes. I was very surprised with the finish. Uh, okay, so this, this match, and I'll, we'll post it on the Facebook page and on Twitter and stuff so you can check it out. But this match ends with an arm bar. And Leon... Does a hell of a lot of screaming. Oh, yeah. He does a Did little you... more than screaming, too. He's just wailing. The whole <laughs> ceremony where this guy's accepting his tiny little belt, he is just wailing. Yeah. What did you he... think of that little belt? Interesting. 
I guess it was the Lou Thez uh, NWA title. Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen versions of that before, but I, I guess, fuck, man, I don't know. It's definitely not something they would use today. I wish they brought back a tiny little title that you could fit in your pocket. Where it's basically a belt. Are you telling me that while Randy Orton was the world champ, he wasn't thinking the whole time, like, I hate carrying this fucking thing around? I, I wish just, I... <laughs> I wish I could just shove this down the front of my tights and carry it around. <laughs> oh, oh God. I loved, absolutely loved the ending ceremony because I had no clue what was happening because obviously the... Uh, Everything's in Japanese, so I have no idea what they're saying. Leon is in the corner just screaming murder, just like, ah! ah! should probably mention that Leon taps out. Big Van Vader taps out here. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he gets his arm broken. <laughs> I mean, but like you said, Leon's a sensitive guy, so if he gets his arm broken, he is going to scream for about five to six minutes. He probably did, like, the Allen thing from The Hangover where later on when he was flying back to the States, he's like, I think he's mean. <laughs> I loved... God damn it. Yeah, you're right. He, I don't know. Takata didn't seem mean. It seemed like he really got slapped a lot and wanted to end this fight. So he shoot broke Leon's arm? That's how I would end it. And Leon had to go back to WCW and explain that that happened. <laughs> What happened? I went to see, I went to do shoot wrestling. What the hell Leon, is shoot wrestling? That sounds wrestling? like a bad idea. Well, the end of the match is that Takata's gonna win, but we're gonna hit each other a lot. He really Which, Takata was kicking the fuck out of him. I was there was a point in that when he probably kicked Leon. I keep calling him Leon. Uh, and yeah, we we have a tendency when we when we attach a wrestler to their first name, it's just fun to say. We'll talk about them as a person. If he was never called Vader, he didn't have the mask on that squishes his nose in in an uncomfortable way. Looking at that guy and calling him Leon, once again, makes him just a little cuter. Super Leon. That's what he should have gone by. Super Leon. But he is getting... So Takata's basically working his leg. And yeah. he is kicking him so hard and so many times in the leg that he's trying to win by getting, you know, getting a... count or. Get it, what am I trying to say? Like a count out? Not a count out, but a... Yeah. Yeah, trying to win by count out. And the counting there, pretty brisk. <laughs> the ref wanted it to end. He's like, we're getting this over. And Leon's like, fuck, man. <laughs> got, got, and I tried to think, like, as many times as he got kicked in the back of the leg, I knew I couldn't take him from him. But it started to make me wonder, how many could I take from you? Probably not nearly as many as, as people would guess. Oh, do people think I could take more? I think people would guess high, hoping that you would try it. Thinking that, like, this uh, this beta male persona that I put on is a gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would feel weird about kicking you in the leg. I think we got to do it. Do we? Yeah, I mean, eventually we're going to turn on each other. Well, I'll, I'll, first of all, we got to thank, we got to thank the, for, for the submission on the match. Thank, thank you. you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew, Andrew. Actually, towards the beginning of the show was the one that recommended us uh, Masada versus Kawada. Oh, nice. Did I say those names right? I know people get pissed when we say names wrong. Do they really? How much we, feedback well, do we get on that? 
uh, okay, and I'm by people. We never talked about it on the show, and I don't want to give these guys the time of the day, time of day. So I don't, I'm not going to say their names. While we were at Starcast, we had two guys come over to me and say, "Hey, we reviewed your show, and we gave it a good review." And I was like, "Thanks, man." And obviously, I'm very vain, so I want to hear what they had to say about how cool we are. And, and uh, so I, you went and found out that they didn't give us the best review. No, they gave us a shitty review. They hated us. Well, but mostly podcast, uh, there was an episode you where you and I both mispronounced somebody's name in the same episode, and uh, that drove them insane. Wow. Who was it? Do you remember? Um, you say Asuka weird. Asuka? Like, at the beginning, I think you were adding a letter almost. You were saying Asuka? Yeah, I, I say both. And I think what had happened is I was talking about Matt Taven, and I think I said Matt Tavern. <laughs> That's forgivable. So if you're going to review us on your podcast, I will listen. And will it hurt my feelings? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to think about it forever. <laughs> Whether or not you'll hear about it on the actual podcast is debatable. I'll hear about it. I'll get a text from you at 11 p.m. weeping, which, by the way, I actually would kick you in the back of the fucking leg after this past Sunday night. After Sunday night. So... It's Sunday night. I have to get up for work at 3.15 in the morning to start my long-ass work week. And all of a sudden, between the hours of like 8.30 and 10.40, my phone starts blowing up with somebody telling me that they're watching a New Japan pay-per-view. Yeah, I was watching it live. Give it, give, giving me some, some play-by-play as I'm trying to go to fucking bed. Well, if you had ever responded and said, I'm trying to sleep, stop doing what you're doing, maybe uh, that could have been avoided for the rest of the entire show. You know when I go to fucking work, you asshole. The next time I see you, I'm going to fucking curb stomp the shit out of you. Why don't you kick the back of my leg about six or seven times and yes. see where I tap? And then, and then when you drop down to a knee, which is the appropriate position to set up for said curb stomp, skadoosh. Either way, say the names right, Derek. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt Tavern. I'm sorry, Matt Taven. <laughs> Whatever. Whose head is shaved now? He got it shaved in Mexico. Maybe my favorite thing about this podcast is how unprofessional we are. Yeah, oh, there's no professionalism here. I mean, I, I don't think we ever claim to be professionals. Here, here's an interesting story from StarCast. Lanny Poffo, the brother of <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, was walking through... I probably said his name, too. Like I, had to, I said his name the wrong way, too, so fuck it. Whatever. Lanny. Lonnie? Is it Lanny or Lonnie? I thought it was Lanny. Lenny. Is it Lenny? Am I, I don't know, man. Look at how great we sound right now. I think it's Lanny Poffo. Uh, anyways, he stopped by our table while you were at the... Uh, at the weigh-in, and was asking questions about what kind of equipment we use. And uh, I had to tell him the name of our microphones. He asked how many people listen to our show, which was a little embarrassing. Uh, yeah. You did. What's embarrassing about hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> listening to a wrestling podcast where we mispronounce names from time to time and uh, start by talking about hockey? He has a podcast with Jay Lethal. Like they, they, they got some subscribers and some listeners. And I love our I love our listeners. Don't get me wrong. Please stick around. Please subscribe if you haven't. It seems already. like you don't love our listeners. How? Twist this and spin it, says Roman Reigns. 
It Spin seems it. like you wish you had Pafo numbers. It seems like you wish you had all of Pafo's listeners. We don't need Pafo's people. We got our own. <laughs> I, I want the numbers. It's not the people I want to get rid of. I'm fine with our numbers. Okay. But tell a friend. <laughs> That's why we're having people give us five star reviews. We're not here. We're not here for growth. Anyways, no, we're not professional on this podcast at all. But we do like to respond to our fans. That's how much we care. And you use the word fan. That's weird, right? Does that uh, separate you from them a little bit? It, I mean, we definitely have some separation. Me and you have separation. We're in two different states. Yeah, we are in two different. We're in the same time zone, though. So we're basically in the same room. We're both on I couches. This, I think this is a great, great opportunity since we're, I brought up time zones. Are you going to get up and watch Super Showdown this, this weekend? Dude, I don't even know who's on the card. Oh, come on. You can try harder than that. Okay, I'll try really hard. Undertaker and Triple H is happening. There you go. Uh, I will name everything I know, and then you fill in the blanks for me. I think uh, The Shield is fighting Drew McIntyre and Beef. Wait. And Dolph Ziggler, yes. Not Beef. They call him Beef on a different podcast. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. Uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, you're right. And then... I think women aren't allowed in Australia for some reason, so I don't no, think there's any no women's matches. Pretty sure that's Crown Jewel, so. Um, I think Terry Funk is going to be wrestling somebody there, too. So now you're being a wise guy. Yeah, I don't know who else is there. I assume that AJ Styles and some... Is this a real pay-per-view? Like, are we they're, doing... They're treating it like one. I mean, it's, it's getting the kind of matches that belong at a WrestleMania, I'll say that. Well, I think we'll have we're, to... I think we're going to have some Australian listeners in attendance. Yeah. So maybe we can get a, get, like it. get the hot scoop from them when they get back. I mean, Charlotte Becky is going to happen. You know, the Miz and Daniel Bryan are going to happen, and that's going to be for a title shot at whoever's WWE champion coming out of that. So that could be exciting. Um, but I'm definitely, I don't think I'm going to be getting up at 4 a.m. for this show. Is it at 4? Uh, they, I think they were saying 5 a.m. Eastern, which would be 4 a.m. Central for us. There's times that I'm willing to wake up real early to watch a pay-per-view. This isn't one of those times. Didn't you fucking stay up for that Beast in the East show on WWE Network? I did. At that time, I think I was pretty much exclusively a WWE guy, though. Wow. It sounds like they're getting a hell of a show. I, 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 if this was at a normal time, I, I would definitely watch it. I'm probably going to watch it anyway, but probably early in the morning. Whenever, oh, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, eat, I'm waking up and eating some Cheerios and watching it. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm sleeping in though. I mean, I you're will gonna, get up at the crack of noon, and I cut will up some strawberries and bananas and put that in the Cheerios. <laughs> you fucking old piece of shit. I'm lactose intolerant. I'm not eating cereal. Oh, so you're using silk? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or lactate or whatever you need for. So you're just eating dry cereal out of a bowl watching pro wrestling that you're not even enthusiastic about? What happened to you, man? And also, you didn't say, like, I'm eating a flavorless cereal. <laughs> you can sprinkle some sugar on that, but I guess that negates the point of eating plain Cheerios. It's still good for your heart if you put sugar on it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Super Showdown this weekend. Probably watch it around 10 a.m. Okay, so Super Showdown is this weekend, and then when is Evolution? I want to say it's at the end of October. Okay, and at the uh, Evolution, we get the finale to the Mae Young Classic, right? I believe so. Which, as of now, I mean, 
Spoiler alert if you don't know who makes it to the finals. I don't even know if you know. Oh, of the Mae Young Classic? Yeah. Have they filmed everything for that? Oh, yeah, it's done. Like, all they have left is the, uh, all they have left is the finale, which is going to be at Evolution. Okay, well, fair enough. I, I thought that, because what I've watched is I've just watched them complete the first round. So, I, I didn't know that they had all the other rounds completed. But WWE Evolution is on October 28th, so it's at the end of the month. Okay, so we have a, I hope they take this month to actually build this show. Yeah, I've heard a lot of complaints from people saying that, like, they have matches booked, but they're not doing a really good job of building. Well, I remember when I was at SummerSlam getting a notification on my phone saying that Nikki Bella was facing Ronda Rousey at Evolution. Yeah. And then the next week they were buddies. And it seemed like they announced that a little too quick. And so we didn't get the the betrayal that I assume we're going to get on Saturday. So here's what's interesting. They've got a lot of work to do as far as building towards evolution. Literally, a few days later, like less than a week, they have Crown Jewel and they're going back to Saudi Arabia. How are you feeling about that? You know what? Let's do the let's have five WrestleManias a year. <laughs> Is it getting to be too much? It's been too much for a while, but if you like this show, then you're getting your money's worth. But I'm just saying that, like, like the overseas stuff. I, I guess I don't want to be a dick and deprive people overseas of their WWE. But as far as that, like, man, they're promoting that on the week. I mean, are they are they just flat out like international now, like full time international? I think so. I mean, if you look at the May Young Classic, even I mean, they're bringing in wrestlers from all over the world. That's true. So I mean, there's an audience for this everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said about Super Showdown, I don't think I, I'm going to watch it. There's stuff there I want to see. And, it, and you know, I just wish I feel like with some of the stuff for Super Showdown, they've really, like you said, they built it like a pay-per-view and they've actually put some effort into it. Fuck, they put more effort into doing this rendition of Undertaker Triple H more than they did Cena Undertaker at WrestleMania this 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 past whatever few months ago. OK, but go ahead. Just speaking of the Undertaker Triple H stuff. They have been building it. It seems like that was the one thing they were actually building yeah. for this pay-per-view is a, is a real story. And they've done a lot to bring Shawn Michaels back. Yeah. Where are you going with this? Are you, are you hearing the same rumors I am? Well, I'm wondering if, you know, because they've asked him multiple times to come back and do a, a match. And he says no. Yeah. But if a prince in Saudi Arabia is like, I'll give you $5 million to do this match. Do you think Shawn Michaels was just like, hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck so, it. And, and that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing rumors that he's getting ready to make a comeback. But I don't think it's going to be a comeback that we, because, you know, people wanted the dream, the dream bout of AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels or, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels. I feel like we're going to get Kane versus Shawn Michaels at Crown Jewel. And it's going to be like a Brock Lesnar-style squash match where he gets beat in like two minutes. Kane, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not flying Shawn Michaels. That would be awesome if he lost his uh, comeback match. He's like, okay, I guess I'm really done this time. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it does kind of sully his, his actual retirement if he comes back for something like that. I would really hope if he's getting paid, he'll come back and do something worthwhile. I mean, this is just the mark in me wishing these things, but still. 
Well, I, I agree with you. There was always something special about Shawn Michaels' retirement that it was a true retirement. Yeah. I mean, I, fuck, I don't know. I mean, unless they're going to work some angle where Triple H finally beats Undertaker after not being able to beat him all these years, and because of that, Shawn Michaels' retirement is lifted. I mean, there's so many possibilities that they could do if he came out of retirement, and I know that there's probably a short list of three people people would really love to see him wrestle. And it just if you're going to have him come out of retirement for a match, you should have him do that, right? Yes. Not Kane. Not fucking Kane. But don't like. Do you see what I mean, though? I mean, the Brothers of Destruction thing is happening for some reason. I yeah. He could come out at the Super Showdown and fuck things up, and now we got Kane versus Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia. That would be stupid, and it's not beyond them to do something like that. So, I mean, I hope that's not what happens. I hope if first of all, we don't even know if he's coming out of retirement, but if he is, give me Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles, please. At this point, though, with that, I mean, AJ can do good work with anyone. Yeah, AJ can carry somebody. So if if he's not in the best ring shape after having all these years off, that's somebody I'd want carrying him. Why is he bald now? He just he shaved his head a few months back. Yeah, but he got a haircut. <laughs> he said, right? "Why is he bald now?" <laughs> no, so I knew I knew he got a haircut, and everybody was weirded out that Shawn Michaels had short hair for the first time. But then somebody said he was bald, and I said, oh, well, I mean, he just got a haircut. And when I flipped it on, I was like, holy fuck, he looks like mini Triple H. It's like Triple H's cross-eyed brother standing next to him. In the- I hate to spoil a lot of people's fun, but I think if you're getting to the point where, like, in order to hide your age, you have to shave your fucking head, you should just retire and just be retired. Hey, fuck you, Hulk Hogan's showing up at Crown Jewel, and he's going to beat Andre the Giant, probably. Yeah, but it's part of his look, right? The doll hair hanging out of a do-rag? Yeah. <laughs> That's his thing. I don't know, there was, a period, there was a period of a few years, I think we've talked about it before on this podcast, there was a period for like five or six years there where it seemed like all these people from the Attitude Era were showing up with their heads shaved. It started with Kurt Angle, and then it was The Rock, and then it was Big Show, and then it was Triple H, and fuck, and then one day during the middle of a feud with Punk, I think is who it was, Undertaker showed up with his head shaved, and this became a thing where it was like, fuck, do you need a bit, like a better sign that you need to get out of this business? It's not fun just looking at an entire roster of bald guys. No! It's, if you're playing, that's like, you know, you're sitting there playing with, uh, with like 12 Stone Cold action figures. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing if it's part of your look, but I, I think also think it's got to be a pain in the ass if you're working somebody who's bald because you're used to being able to grab somebody by their hair to kind of maneuver them around and pull them up, and then all of a sudden you're just you're putting your hand on the back of their sweaty-ass head and trying to maneuver them around like, like you're pushing them with their head. Anyways, uh... So but yeah, no, there, hey, there are good things <laughs> happening in WWE. This is what happens every goddamn time we start talking about WWE. Um, no, but here's what I will say: there are good things happening, and and one of the big stories out of this week has been that the ratings are low again. And I think Meltzer, I, I know people fucking hate hearing about Meltzer sometimes, but he, he correctly pointed out that the, the way people watch WWE now has changed. That a lot of people watch it on Hulu or they watch it online or they watch it from their phone and that the television ratings are kind of misleading. That's not how people. And first of all, 
it's fucked up that when you do watch Raw or SmackDown on Hulu, they do trim it down to make it more convenient to watch. But that does mean that somebody's time that they get to build their character, which presumably, like I said, if if this is how most people are watching the show now, they do, they miss out on their time with their audience. They've cut entire segments out before. Oh, they absolutely do. I mean, that's why uh, I feel like there was probably a good three-year span where our truth was having a match every week and that I wasn't seeing it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I just, I feel bad for the talent who get a, a spot on this three-hour Raw, and then all of a sudden when it gets to Hulu, which is probably where a lot of people are watching it, suddenly they're not there. But I, I guess digress. at that point you hope you're on SmackDown so you can just be on the entire show. Yeah, basically. But either way, Evolution is coming up. Are you excited for it at least, even without the build? I'm excited that it's happening. I mean, yeah. if I could be there, I 100% would. I know they get out of hand by calling a lot of things firsts for this and like bragging about the first. This truly seems like an important first. I guess it's not technically the first women's only pay-per-view, right? You mean ever? I mean, I'm sure that like what? Some of the shows from the 80s, like like Glow. I mean, I guess those aren't pay-per-views. Well, I mean, like, there's still Shimmer now. Yeah. So, I mean, there well, are women's, you know, wrestling. But yeah. this is the first time WWE has actually done it. Yeah. And I, I really hope we do get a good build for it. Because that's just as important as the show happening. Yeah. I mean, I guess once they get on the other side of the Super Showdown thing, maybe that's what will take over. And they've got some good women's feuds going on right now, so... I am probably the only person that's going to be excited to see Nikki Bella fight Ronda Rousey. Yeah, the Bellas have been getting some shit recently, haven't they? Oh, yeah, that happened. Um, yeah, that happened, uh, I guess, the day we recorded last week, so we didn't yeah, talk about week. it at all. Yeah, the, the big story out of last week, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows by now, was uh, Brie Bella kicking Liv Morgan in the face a couple times and knocking her out. And I think she was already on a lot of people's shit list just because of a couple of the, what, the botched dives out of the ring and everything. We were yelling at Big E for, about those for three years. Was it a botch or was he just fucking? <laughs> Big E can't dive. <laughs> he just throws his massive frame at you. I just remember there was after that had happened to Big E just many, many times, a pay-per-view seeing somebody hold up a sign that said, Big E, please don't dive. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess, the, and I guess some of the, the heat that Brie Bella was getting, I mean, Daniel Bryan finally commented on it the other night and said, you know, it would stop cyberbullying, that his wife was getting too much shit for hurting another wrestler and that everyone does it. And that's true. I think that's true. I think everyone, you know, it's, it's as they always say, it's not ballet. Um, I, I, I do agree with him, though. I don't think it's not like she has this huge track record of hurting people. But she also doesn't have a huge track record of wrestling recently. I think that's where a lot of people's issue is, is it feels like she has been rushed back and she's ill-prepared for like a lot of what she's been doing lately. I see and both sides of this. Like, she, uh, to me... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, like to me, like, I don't think that people need to pretend that she's on the level that a lot of these other women wrestlers on the roster are. She's not. And... I don't like, I mean, just the era that she came from was not the same. And I think that's where the, there's, there's actually been a clash in the last month or two between the old, between like the divas era of old and the new women on the roster and the, and the, the current era. 
And maybe it's not even between the women, but it's between the fans who are excited, which is good. They're excited about the, the direction that the women's wrestling movement is headed in. And I think they're casting aside some of the old, some of the older women. And I think some of them are getting rubbed the wrong way by that, which I get it. Um, it is what it is though. I mean, like, I guess you can be mad at creative, but I mean, Brie Bella and Nikki Bella were sort they're sort of like the last remnants of that era on the roster right now. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. It, when the new era started happening though, I feel like that was kind of part of the time where you either had to just quit or try really hard to hang. And I yeah. thought, I always thought Nikki Bella was doing a pretty good job with hanging. Like, you know, yeah. she wasn't at the same level as all of them, but she was doing pretty okay. Yeah, she was, and it, she was definitely respectable. And it seemed like Brie is under Nikki. No, for sure. And, and I, I mean, and again, it's like you said, it not, sucks that they can't all be on the same level, but in any sport, you're going to have somebody who's not as good as everyone, you know? Right. And and again, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not here to you know, cast stones or whatever necessarily. I mean, it, I get a little worked up thinking about it because I get mad when I see people say things and they're they're pretending for the sake of being nice. Like, don't pretend that, that Brie Bella is as equally trained as a Charlotte Flair. Don't pretend that she's as safe to work with as Charlotte Flair. I'm not saying that everybody has to be Charlotte Flair, but you get what I mean when I say, like, call it what it is. People have been concerned about her being a health hazard since she's been back. And so when something like this happens, it's going to get magnified. And she probably did get a lot of unfair, undeserved uh, trash talk on the Internet from from especially like all the bigot <laughs> male fans on the Internet who fucking still hate women's wrestling for whatever reason. All those assholes that are working out with their friends Tobin and Squee. Yeah, Tobin and Squee don't like the uh, women's evolution at all. Wink, Fuck wink. Tobin and Squee. <laughs> but anyways, so while we're on the subject of women's wrestling, I did get caught up a little bit on, on some of the Mae Young Classic um, for this episode. And I gotta say, um, I'm a fan of some of these girls, even if they don't end up winning this thing. Obviously, you know who ends up winning it. Since well, we we just know who gets the to the finals. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but walked away being extremely impressed with Tanera Conchi and um, Zaya. Is it Zaya or Zia? Zaya Brookside? Z Zaya, I believe. Yeah. Her match wasn't very long, but I really like her look and her energy. So I made a note of that. And as far as Conchi goes, I I don't know who's going to win this thing. But was I Conchi, hope she was does. she the uh, the Brazilian wrestler? Yeah, like in 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 a WWE that's really pushing this mixed martial mar mixed martial arts aspect of their show now. She fits right in there if she's doing the black belt jujitsu. Like I mean, plus I I just think she looks vicious. I think she has a good look. I mean, I'm, now I'm sounding like a <laughs> like I'm a professional critiquer, but um, critic. Sorry, not critiquer. Hey. Hey, you are the best critiquer I've ever met. No, <laughs> oh, thanks. But no, I just think I think she looks great. I, I think that she looks like she'll fit in. I think she's got a unique look, unique character. Um, same with Zaya. I, she, what she they keep saying she's nineteen years old. She can't even have booze yet. And don't you give her any? I'm not going to. Because we'll we're we're gonna send her dad after you, and I don't want him mad at me. <laughs> No, I, I, I just think I, first of all, the pastel look. She does look like a unicorn. Um, 
And if she's only 19, she's she's going to be great because if she sticks with this at this age, she's going to have a long career. And she's going to I mean, I don't know if they called her if they if they can get her on the roster at some point, that would be great. Well, and they put her up against uh, Io Shirai. Yeah. Which is huge because that's one of WWE's most recent like big signings they right. had. Do you think that like like I'll say it the right way then Asuka, Do you think she paved the way for this kind of thing for getting like the harder hitting like what, the, foreign like the, wrestler in? Yeah. Or? Oh, for sure. I mean, I I bet somebody'd be like, "Fuck you!" It was this person, but it's like, yeah, you know, in the looking at Asuka and the run she had, where she has the longest reigning undefeated streak in WWE history, people liked that. Asuka was a good thing for this business. Yeah. And it's then kind of yeah, go ahead. Then what it got us um fuck, why can't I think of her name? The Pirate Princess, Dakota Kai. Yeah, Dakota Kai. She best elbow yeah. drop in the company. They're having no issues dipping into that Asian wrestling market right now, which is great because it's producing a lot of stars. She wasn't the only one on on the show too. I can't remember the um god, what was the other one, Garrett? The other Japanese wrestler? Yeah, she wrestled um uh, we had, let's see, shit, uh, Io Shirai and Matsumoto is who we, um, they opened the, the, this episode with, but no, I, I liked Isla Dawn. I liked Nicole Matthews. I mean, there, there's a lot of people here that I would love to see get contracts down the road. One it's of my, one of my favorite wrestlers right now is on this show. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, Tony Storm. Tony Storm, yes. And she got signed. Uh, she's Australian. She got signed for the, I believe, to be in the UK. They're on a path right now where, to me, it's just a matter of time before they have a women's only show. Wouldn't you say that's fair? As I was watching, yes, yes, for sure. As I was watching the Mae Young Classic, because I hadn't been watching the main show or keeping up with NXT as much as I you know, should be. And as I was watching this, I was like, fuck, this is a really good show. And it's giving us the opportunity to see all these wrestlers that we may have never heard of prior yeah. to this. I think, and, it's, I think really quick, I just want to point out, like, it's cool that people are clamoring. Like you're one of them too. That Like we both agree that it would be cool if WWE could get more stars from other promotions and off the Indies into their roster a little bit more and vice versa. Um, they do a little bit of that with progress. Um, and I fucking love that. I love that I could see Tony Storm as this UK women's champion that, you know, is going to be kicking ass over in progress, but then pop up on NXT now and then. Yeah. I would no, absolutely love that. It adds a whole different element to the show. It really helps them. And I think, it, and, and what it also does, whether people want to admit it or not, when these guys work with WWE and then they go back to the Indies, it like gives them a different kind of cred. Don't you know? Like, wouldn't you agree with that? It's like, like it's like if an arena rock band decided they wanted to just do a club tour. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, it takes them to another level, and then they go back, and they kind of can spread that, which is, I guess, the whole idea of pro wrestling to begin with, is giving somebody the rub. You give these guys the rub, then they go back out to the indies. They give it to whoever they work with. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's exciting. I like that they're able to do that with, with the Mae Young Classic, with a lot of the stuff, I guess, that they do through the <clears throat> everything that they do down in Full Sail. But, you know... I loved listening to uh, a lot of the backstories of the ladies and getting to hear who their favorite wrestlers were. Yeah. Or like the people that inspired them. Because uh, during the Tony Storm Jenny match, which Jenny, I had never seen her before, 
looks a lot like one of my friends, so that was fun. But also, it's she's kind of if Posh Spice were a wrestler. Yeah. But when they were going through, they said, her biggest influence is Jushin Thunder Liger. And I'm immediately like, holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that's such a, I, that's not who I would have expected, but I love it and appreciate it. Yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> I guess, I mean, I hope they do this every year. I mean, I'm I'm hoping this doesn't stop. I guess they did the Cruiserweight Classic once, and that's kind of done because now 205 Live exists. Do you think it's possible that if the women ever do get a show, that the, the Mae Young Classic will stop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems like that would be the end of it. <laughs> that, that's, would, the, that's the next step, yeah. I would hope that they do, I don't know, find a way to do more of these. I'm a big fan. These tournaments that they do are so much fun to watch. The Cruiserweight Classic was great because we got to see fucking Zack Sabre Jr. in a WWE ring. Yeah. Uh, Do you mind if I spoil who goes to the finals? Go ahead. Just because it is a little bit of news because of what's going on with it. All right. Uh, It does come down to Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Okay. But Tony Storm is hurt. And she had to cancel all of her indie dates because she's hurt right now. That sucks. I really hope she's good by Evolution, because it would be so cool to see her on that pay-per-view. Well, she's got a couple weeks. But it comes down to two people that are both actually signed to WWE now, so... Well, that makes sense. It, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but so it comes down to no two real people... spoiler there. It comes down to two people that already have a pretty good fan base. So, yeah. you know, they're set up for success right now, I think. How about we stop talking about WWE for a minute and cover this New Japan show over the weekend that you watched that you kept me awake briefly for <laughs> i didn't know Fucking it was going to be brought they never broadcast these ones live uh if yeah it's... you seemed you seemed like at the beginning of the weekend i had asked you about like the the pay-per-view schedule for the weekend you weren't sure this one was going to be one you could watch well anytime they've been in la doing these shows we had to wait a day to see it because they have a tv deal with access so I assumed it wasn't going to broadcast like the rest of them. And I got a message from Queen of the Ring partway through the show letting me know that it was on. So I flipped it on in time to start at Will Ospreay versus Skrull. I didn't get to watch the whole show. I only got to watch a couple matches. But you could talk about what, 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 what parts did you see? Have well, you gone Ospre- back and watched the whole show? I, did, I have not watched it from beginning to end. I started with Ospreay, Skrull, and I kind of got everything I wanted from there just because I had more stuff to watch this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but from that one, that was a fun rematch from the last Osprey Skrull match where he almost tore goddamn poor Will Osprey's head off. <laughs> like, uh, Alex posted that on Twitter again the other day, and as I, I was looking at that. That is nasty. That is yeah. a nasty, nasty bump. It looks like his head's about to pop off. On the side of the ring there? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty ugly. And the fact that the next, like, a few days later, he flew to New Orleans and wrestled a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I props to that guy for being as good as he is. Here's an interesting question to tie into all this. And I, I don't know what your take is. So surprise me. Do you feel like all in was a continuation of everything else? Like, do you think it fits into everything else that's going on in like the new Japan ring of honor world? Uh, you mean just like, is there like a through line where all in kind of match stories and everything? Yeah. Well, the reason I asked was because I was going to say, you know, Marty had that great match with Okada at all in. Do you feel like he's on a different level now since that match? There's a perception of him that's different now. I feel like I had never noticed him doing those type of power bombs and stuff that I'm noticing him doing more now. I think it made him cooler to me personally. 
But do you think that's what they were going for and that they're really going to push that? I don't know. It's hard to say because was he even in the last being the elite? He was. In fact, he was he was the opening fucking part of being the elite where everyone was waiting in the locker room saying oh, and then somebody they all was break. late. Yeah. That was, yeah. I don't Marty is in a weird place for me right now because we all kind of feel like he's on his way out. Is that how everyone feels? I I think it is because his girlfriend's in NXT. He is he lives in Orlando now. Uh, he's yeah. constantly posted on Instagram pictures of him and Chelsea Green with Deanna Perrazzo and uh, Zack Ryder. I don't like him and Zack Ryder hanging out all the time. There's something that I just like. <laughs> I, this, That's like, two different worlds colliding that you don't want to collide. Yeah, and the fact that it's colliding in a way that the only way I know them together is having a photograph taken in front of the Tower of Terror. <laughs> And then it's got me wondering, what are they talking about? Are they buddies or are their girlfriends buddies? So they kind of have to hang out and just, you know, they get along. Well, I got a couple of things I want to touch on while we're on this subject. One of the, which you had messaged me about the other day, but the reason I ask about all in and how it fits into everything, it was so bizarre watching the show because one of the matches I did watch was juice Robinson versus Cody. And it was so bizarre seeing where Cody was at all in and the reaction he was getting and where his character was he was he was such an uber baby face because of everything that was happening happening watching him go back to being like a dick complete asshole heel on this show was so weird like and it I was guess- hard for me to adjust i mean that's who he was before all in so is that like i mean he's still got a match with nick aldis and everything right and he's going to be babyface in that. Right. So I, Cody addressed this on Twitter a couple weeks ago where somebody was asking about heels and babyfaces. And he said at this point in his career, he is what he needs to be in the arena that he's in. I think that's fair. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because I know that one of the rumors, at least the rumors people say about WWE is that Vince doesn't believe in heels and baby faces anymore. And I've always addressed this as a cop out and it's their way of saying, well, whatever reaction the fans give us is fine. Even though we know that they don't feel that way. Um, <laughs> I, I know that they don't feel that way. That's what they say to make it sound like they're cool with it, but whatever. Cause they can't, they can't book accordingly to get the reaction they want. Um, but uh, I think that works. I think that works on the indies, right? I guess <laughs> if Cody shows up at New Japan, he needs to be a dick, then so be it. But he sh- if he shows up at you know Ring of Honor and he's over in that town, I guess he's the babyface. Well, that's like how I told you uh, the first time you and I went to Ring of Honor together. I'm like, get ready. I'm about to boo the shit out of these young bucks. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, they're babyfaces here. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, well, I guess I have to cheer them now. This is This is where I'm at. In Chicago, the assholes are the good guys. Is what you're finding out. Ah, the Blackhawks. Yeah. Is that how you perceive it? Because you're just oh, jealous? Chop, chop, chop. I'm just yeah. giving you crotch chops right now, yeah. but you can't see that. I can't see it because it's a podcast. That's nice. Um, but as far as you were talking about being concerned about Marty leaving, you did inform me the other day that supposedly Hangman Page turned down a WWE contract. That's the news we're all getting is that Hangman decided to stay with his buddies. I think for the time being, that's the right decision because his stock's only going to go up. 
Oh, yeah. If he signed right now, if he waited a year from now, I mean, this guy progressed so much in the span of one year that imagine what he's going to be able to do in the span of several years. I mean, I think people are uncomfortable talking about this because they don't want to see any of these these guys sign with WWE, mainly because they're afraid of how they'll get used. That's what I that's what I think people's primary reason for not wanting to see them there is. We did a poll a while back, and I thought it was very interesting. I, I asked I asked our listeners if if um, if Vince stepped down today and and Triple H took over. Do you think that the the Bullet Club guys would sign with WWE? And I I seem to recall it being pretty overwhelming. Like everyone was like, "Yeah, they would." And and to, to have that definitive of an answer, where like everyone knows what the problem is, it's not that they don't want to see their wrestlers, go, their favorite wrestlers, go up on the biggest stage and make more money and be out there in front of a bigger audience. They just don't want to see them get fucked up in WWE, which is totally understandable. Yeah. It's it is one of those things where like I want my guys to make money. Yeah. I want them to be able to, you know, afford things. Yeah. But I also want to be able to enjoy them at the same level I'm currently enjoying them. Right. It's and here's the thing. If NXT is evident of one thing is that you can be in WWE and still be fucking awesome and still have awesome matches. I just think it's a matter of time before that happens on the main roster. Do you have a hard time switching because back and forth between watching the work rate of New Japan versus like and just like flipping over to Raw? Yes and no. Um, I know what to expect. <clears throat> I mean, I, and I and I said this to you at Money in the Bank. We were watching some of the some of the pre-match segments that they had on the on the on the Titantron or whatever and w- during that scene where um it was Kevin Owens prepping the uh the syrup and the pancakes to go try to sweet talk the New Day and helping him fight fight Braun Strowman I turned to you and I said you definitely won't see this what what were my exact words again I was like this is the kind of thing you won't see in New Japan yeah I think <clears> you're, like, you're not getting that in Japan <laughs> well and and I meant that sincerely that when they when they do that stuff right, they do it really really well and i and I love that aspect of pro wrestling because to me, you can't just sell me on guys just having really good like scripted matches like there has to be like to me it's if if I wanted to just watch fights, I could just watch m m a like to me wrestling doesn't need to be stylized or there need to be storylines and characters, and um New Japan's killing it right now. On all fronts. Well, and I think this is a little interesting because I was getting ready to say NXT existed to kind of counter Ring of Honor. Yeah. And the style of Ring of Honor and NXT are pretty similar. WWE and New Japan are not similar. I mean, they're similar in that they're pro wrestling, but the styles on what they're doing completely different. Correct. Do you think WWE would ever do anything to try and do something more like New Japan? Because right now, New Japan, the main event for this weekend at their next show is a triple threat match. And that's very WWE. That's not something yeah. you see over there. And you and I have talked about how much we enjoy like the, the dynamics of a triple threat match, too. And I think this one's going to be awesome. Oh, um, especially because it's two partners. I mean, it's a, three friends, but two guys who are lovers and one guy who's kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah. I'm rooting for Cody in that situation to be just a complete asshole. So he's right. It does depend on what, what town you're in. <laughs> Which I guess we should say Cody defeated Juice. Yeah, Cody defeated Juice to win the IWGP United States Championship, which was awesome. 
which uh, later in the month, I am seeing him here in Nashville at the NWA show. I ended up getting the meet and greet package with Cody. So oh, I'm, nice. hoping, I'm hoping he's got both belts. <laughs> Good on you. I just, I couldn't pass it up. And he said that he's donated all the proceeds from his to a uh, cancer charity. So I was like, you know what? I, I, you know, how many more chances are we going to have to meet Cody other than every single Ring of Honor show from ever, for the next while? Well, make sure you make sure when you meet him, you tell him I said thank you for all in weekend because it was a once in a lifetime experience. Sincerely, I, I will send that. I will send that message to him. And after I've said the pleasantries, that obviously I have to step up and uh, mention that I didn't think it was very nice what he did to Alex. <laughs> See if he remembers. How could he forget? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he spits beer on a lot of people and nobody knows it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I also watched uh, Gorillas of. Gorillas of Destiny against the Bucks from this show this past week. And and I loved that from the outset of that match, Matt Jackson was selling the injured back again. I'm glad that that's back into the fold. Oh, and it happened during the match. Or, you know, it was healed and then something happened and then he was just, yeah, selling that back the whole match. Yeah. And I guess I guess this is a question to tie into both these. Were you surprised that the titles changed hands in both of these matches? It was nice to see. I saw some people were upset that Juice Robinson didn't get to hold that title a little bit longer. It's a bummer for him, for sure. But it also, you know, what we were saying with Cody All-In weekend, that weekend his stock rose so high. Correct. If you're New Japan and you've got that guy, why not put a belt on him? Well, especially, you know, his gimmick is he's the American nightmare. So it just makes so much sense to get that belt on him. Yeah. North America, or is, what is it, the United States title or is it the North American title? I think it's the United, I think it's the IWGP United States Championship. Okay, I get all of these belts mixed up between all the promotions at this point. Yeah. But, uh, and then the Bucks, <clears throat> they have an amazing match with, with the original OG Bullet Club firing squad, Tamatanga Tangaloa. And it's a great fucking match. Um, and it just, it makes so much sense to me to put it on them right now. Tamatanga, I feel like is at the top of his game, just being incredible in promos, uh, just being such a shit heel on Twitter. Yeah. I, him having a belt and something to brag about is going to be so much fun to watch for the next, well, however he was doing long. Some, he was doing some serious shit talking in the match. I'm pretty sure at one point he gave Matt or Nick, Nick Jackson, the finger right, right to his face. <laughs> Um, but no, you're right. It, it, and here's the thing. I think the big moment was seeing the Bucks win the heavyweight tag team championships. That was seeing them win it. I don't think they necessarily need it. I think they're already established enough as a tag team that they'll get them back. Eventually they're going to have a million tag title reigns all over the world. So like, it, I think it, to, to really legitimize them as far as like, like putting them over, like they needed the belts more than the Bucks did. So it does make sense. And Tama Tonga. Looking at that guy, he is what Roman Reigns could be if he were cool. Yeah. Like, that guy, I love the way he walks to the ring, like the strut. He just looks, uh, I don't know. Like, you know how Roman Reigns looks like he's going to fuck your girlfriend? But he's, like, <laughs> secretive about it? Tomatonga's going to tell you to your face that he's going to fuck your girlfriend. He's going to FaceTime you while he's doing it. <laughs> and you what can't an do anything because he's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, no, I th I thought um, matches I watched were good. Um, I'm still intrigued. I'm still following on. All in was such a high, and I I've been overloaded with wrestling lately. I've been trying to take a little bit of a break to come back to 
come back to what would you call an equilibrium with it? It's the the fallout from All In has been horrible on yeah. us. It's just it, it was such a high high yeah. that having to just go back to work the next day was brutal. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been I've been like I've had other things to distract me. Like we said earlier, I've been been getting ready for hockey season, baseball postseason's going on, and I've been been playing a lot of Spider Man for my from a PlayStation Four. So I've been enjoying the shit out of that. Fuck, and how so, good is that game? It's so good. It is so, so fucking like I typically buy about two video games a year. One of the games I hate and only play twice before I resell it, and the other one I end up liking. This is the one I like this year. <laughs> no, it, it's a uh, Fire Pro Wrestling didn't work out. It seems like, but uh, no, Spider Man's totally worth picking up if you haven't. I don't know. I don't think you're here for video game advice, but it, it's very similar to Spider Man Two for PlayStation Two or GameCube, whatever you played it on, and uh, it's like an HD remaster of that. And man, I just get stuck on like side quests, and I'm there for hours sitting there playing it. And so I've been trying to get set. I honestly haven't watched a ton of WWE the last two weeks. I, I've caught some stuff here and there. Um, there seems to be some tension and Dean Ambrose maybe breaking up from the shield. We don't know. That's what Which I teasing. assume is going to happen on Saturday. Maybe unless we're getting worked. Ooh, uh, to pull away from WWE for a second, a big story that happened this week that we should talk about. Uh, it deserves, deserves the time of day. Joey Janela got hurt, man. Joey Janela is going to be out for a year at least. That sucks. It does suck. I, I thought about this for quite a while. And if you told me right now to pick my favorite wrestler of the year, it would have been Janela. Yeah. And well, I guess he's still going to be hosting shows, though, at least. I hope he gets like the Dave Grohl throne from when Dave Grohl had a broken foot and played in a throne with the Foo Fighters. <laughs> I hope they wheel him out in that. They need to do something fun with him not being able to walk. Yeah. It's such a bummer, man. I mean, you say that Marco's stunt had a hot, you know, month and a half. Joey Janela had a hell of a year. Yep, that's true. Like, keep true, in mind, like, all those shows that Marco, like, got booked on, like, by chance, Janela was booked on all of those on purpose from the beginning. Yeah. So I guess we should send our condolences to the bad boy and wish him well in his recovery. Fuck. Did you watch the video of that, of him hurting it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it, all, it almost made me sick. Ugh. It was, and it's so fucked up. He's jumping off the, the top rope onto a guy on the outside of the ring and just his knee completely, like the whole leg just goes the wrong way at the knee. And he is on the ground for a while, but he ends up standing up and rolling the guy back in the ring and finishing the match. He is a he is a tough son of a bitch. He is the, the Terry Funk of our generation. He'll never fucking die. He's going to come back stronger than ever. I hope Penelope Ford has a great run while he's, you know, on the shelf. But I hope that he keeps putting on shows. I know we have uh, L.A. Confidential coming up. Uh, Survivor Series weekend. So if you are in Los Angeles Survivor Series weekend, do not miss this Janela show at the Avalon. These things are a goddamn party and you will have more fun at this than the other two shows. I promise. It's kind of a bummer note to end the show on, don't you think? Well, let's talk about this then. Uh, so Jeffy Wrestling and uh, his, his buddy Joey... They went to go, they went to the Cape, uh, what is it, CCW in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, to see PCO fight Marco Stunt. And it was awkward. 
It was awkward. I that watched brutal. No, no, the the situation. So Jeffy said that I bet he loves being called Jeffy as well. Yeah. That I'm just like this is the opposite of calling Vader Leon. Uh but he said that this is a promotion that normally sells out a bigger venue. And this time they were in a smaller venue and there were not that many people there. And when they, the announcer goes out and is trying to get people pumped for the match. And then basically is like, how many of you know who PCO is? And Jeffy and Joey raised their hands. Yeah. And that I, was I heard that they there weren't many people there who knew who he was. And I, they, the match is on YouTube. If you type in Marco stunt PCO, you can watch it. It's not bad at all. It just makes me wonder what it could have been if they were in front of a Janela crowd. Yeah. You know, cause that's totally a match you would see at a promotion like that. Uh, but if you want to hear Jeffy and Joey, just screaming their fool heads off in the crowd, you can hear them because they're, they're the most excited guys there. And I don't blame them. You see them get high fives. But uh, yeah, it's PCO and Marco Stunt doing doing what they do. And they did talk to PCO after. And PCO was going to the top rope, I guess, to do a, uh, a senton. And they, they were both shouting moonsault. And PCO let them know that he wasn't going to do it. And he switched it up for them. <laughs> Didn't kill himself, though. He did. The, the moonsault looks like he's hitting it straighter and straighter. So it's getting... <laughs> It's he's figuring better. it out. He's he's training on the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think what else important happened. Uh, we had the Ring of Honor pay per view this weekend. Briscoes and the Addiction put on a great match. Or SCU. Because oh, okay. Kazarian and uh and Daniels. At one point in the match, though, uh, Kazarian busted his head open and was had a huge gash, so he was out. And then it basically became a handicap match. And I have never been rooting for Chris Daniels harder than to see him win the tag titles by himself. He didn't. I, yeah. I didn't see any of this. It's fine. That was, that was kind of the highlight for me. And then I, we, you and I talked about this a little bit. I just don't know what they're doing with the women's division in Ring of Honor. It just seemed like Tennille's would be the person to finally win the belt. She didn't. Sumi Sakai still has it. No clue what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I just recently read that they, they're re-signing to Neil Dashwood to a new contract. So they want to keep her around, which to me, like I said to you, it, it means they're, they have some plan for her. Somebody's going to dethrone her. I don't know why they're sticking with her and why they have this long. I, I don't get what the appeal is. I mean, I, I know she was kind of... I feel of, weird trash-talking her, but... She's, I guess, kind of the founding member of the women's division. Right, but isn't it time for the next step? <laughs> That'd be my question. Yeah, it's like, this is the past, we're moving on to the future, but it seems like they just don't have anyone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get what's going on down there. That's fine. I don't need to. But you know what, Derek? Probably should wind this down. Yeah, any final uh, final comments on this week's episode? Yeah, uh, I would say I went to go see A Star is Born last night, and it was fucking wonderful. So go see A Star is Born. Yeah, I, I literally, you, you started tweeting at me about this movie the other day. I literally have not seen a trailer for it, knew nothing about it. I tried to pick a fight with you, uh, Venom versus A Star is Born, 
it didn't seem like you were super into having this internet feud with me. I really, well, fuck, for a movie I know nothing about other than Lady Gaga's in it and her fans are fucking nuts. Okay, her fans are doing some weird shit. Tell, have, they're going out and leaving Venom bad reviews before the movie's even out. You don't got to do that. Just go see A Star is Born and enjoy a good movie. Yeah, it, it was, to me it was an interesting feud to start to begin with. Like, why pick a fight with that movie in particular? Because uh, they come out the same weekend. Yeah, but to me, the crossover between those two movies is is not the same. <laughs> like, if if you're wanting to go see Venom, you're not going to be like, oh, shit. You've, you've made me change my mind. I want to go see the story about a somebody trying to break into the music business. You get to hear Bradley Cooper sing, man. You get to, you get to hear Tom Hardy sing? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Well, either way, me and uh, Kayla from the Music City Horror Podcast went to that. Had a great time. Go see it. This is a weird place to be promoting A Star is Born. <laughs> like, like, I was going to say, you seemed adamant about promoting this. Like, is there some cause that you benefit from for promoting this? Uh, nothing. Not a goddamn thing. I have no stakes in this. I saw other movies over the weekend. I, I could be telling you to go see A House with a Clock in the Walls, or Hellfest, or Fahrenheit 11.9. But I'm telling you to see A Star is Born. <laughs> You're a Star is Born activist. Hey. Hey. I like Gaga now, man. I like hearing Bradley Cooper sing. Andrew Dice Clay plays her dad. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, that's it. I don't need to talk about A Star is Born anymore. Garrett, take us out of here, man. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Tell a friend. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you leave that review, we will talk about whatever the fuck you want us to, whether that's your favorite match, your least favorite match, uh, an episode of a show with a wrestler on it. I don't give a shit. Tell me what to watch. I'll do it if you leave that review. Follow us on any of the social medias. We're at WrestleHangout on Twitter. We're at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. And we're at WrestleHangout on Facebook. Derek, hit my goddamn music. <laughs>